Blog Talk Radio. Reality Radio Entertainment presents Behind the Curtain with your host, Kathy Barrett. Welcome to Behind the Curtain, a show about life and how we travel down the not-so-yellow brick road of it. I'm Kathy Barrett, and I hope you'll stay tuned for the next 30 minutes as I reveal what's behind the curtain. Great to be with you all today, and thank you for tuning in. Whether we are born with an illness or acquire one through life, facing a health crisis is the most difficult challenge for any of us. There are so many of us suffering from terminal and chronic conditions, and what is most shattering to our well-being is the feeling that we have lost control when we are in the throes of navigating a, a health crisis. And having a positive attitude is a life preserver for healing, and there is no one who has mastered this more than Craig V. Abbott. Craig was given a two-year life expectancy when he was two years old, and now at the age of 22, Craig is delivering each week what we call Hope Minutes. When we are inspired by some great purpose or passion, we have the ability to do anything. For me, this was learning how to play guitar. Music is my one true passion. I was told I'd never be able to play guitar. So what did I do? I taught myself how to play. And sure, it took a while, and I may play differently than most, but I still play. And at one point, I was even teaching lessons. And this has been one of my greatest accomplishments yet. Craig, you are so unstoppable. I mean, your attitude always amazes me because that's what you when I think of you, I think of unstoppable. There there is nothing that will prevent you from, you know, living the life that you want and indulging yourself in your passions. And um I I just want to share with the listeners that if we get a sniffle, if we start to get a cold as an example, just so they they really get connected with some of the challenges that you face. For us, it's over in a few days. For you, just share with the listeners what you have to deal with in that situation. It's usually never just a cold. It would start as a cold and develop into pneumonia, which can last for five or six weeks. Or and even bronchitis that's you know, a month long. For you, it would be a week, maybe two. You can at least double that for me. And so how do you get through those moments? What gives you that unstoppable attitude that you have? Um, my faith, my family, uh, my nurses, you know, got great people around me. I've got a great faith myself. Um, everyone around me has great faith, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, everybody has a purpose and, you know, mine's not up yet. Well, thank you again for bringing your joyful presence to this program. And when are you going to come on and play your guitar for me? Oh, whenever. We can set up a date and do that. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to call you during the week and we'll schedule that. We can figure that out. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thanks very much, Craig. And have a wonderful week and um, and can't wait to speak to you next week. All right. Bye-bye. Our show topic is The Light Within, and our special guest is Joan Jacobs. 
holistic healer, educator, speaker, and author of Messages from the Soul, a holistic approach to healing. Joan is also the creator of the Light Within Workshop program, a unique and powerful journey to healing and personal transformation. She is also the host of Awakening the Inner Healer radio show on Voice of America. You can find out more information about Joan and the important work that she's doing by going to J. Jacobs Health dot com. That's J J A C O B S H E A L T H dot com. Shalom, Joan, and all of the Israeli people tuning in today. Thank you, Kathy. It's such a pleasure to be on the show. I'm so excited to have you with us. I really do admire the work that you are doing. So let's let's get right into it. Tell us how you first became interested in becoming a holistic healer and what kind of education and training did that take? Well, my family, the, um, both my parents were medical professionals. Uh, my dad was a gastroenterologist and my mom uh, a head nurse. Uh, in a department, so I sort of grew up in in that medical type atmosphere, and I was exposed continuously to the terminology and At a very early age, I was very intrigued by the human body and how things work and With that, there was also a type of arrogance in the background about you know a- around doctors and the medical profession and I sort of grew up believing, you know, that they really could solve anything and everything. And when I was 16, I developed extremely severe psoriasis, which is a skin disorder. And it creates uh, red lesions that develop scales that, that can appear all over the body. And I really had it very, very bad. And just when I needed the medical uh, health care systems, they said that, they just don't know what to do about that, and I'll have to learn to live with that. So here I was, 16 years old, in the middle of adolescence, with this awful, ugly, <laughs> you know, mm, um, yeah. disease, and I was so dis- disillusioned, you know, that, that I had been taught, or or maybe it was I understood it that way, but I. I really felt that you know they 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 could solve my my problem for me and they just couldn't. And I remember almost it was almost like taking a vow that there is under no circumstances would I continue living like that. And not knowing it at the, at the time that actually um set the stage for the journey that I then started on uh about 5 6 years later. And I think that what really motivated me was to not only find a solution to myself, but prove to the medical establishment that there are alternatives and that they shouldn't be as arrogant as they are because there's just no base to it. And I I really think that I succeeded in doing that. Well, it's really interesting, isn't it? It always takes those personal experiences, you know, things that at the time um, that the the crisis that happens to us ends up being the transformation that that happens to us because of the crisis. But what you're explaining is really interesting because from your work, as I've read about you, it's you go to the cause. 
where most of the time what we hear in the medical profession is we don't know why. Next. Do do you know what I mean? It's like the cause, there's a lot of acceptance about not knowing the cause, whereas I think the work that you're doing is more about going directly to find the cause first and then everything kind of falls into place after that. Well, I wouldn't necessarily say that we can identify the cause in 100% of the cases, Mm -hmm. but the big advantage of what I do is that it addresses the, the health condition at the core source level. So even if we don't know exactly what caused it, because sometimes, you know, there is one major factor that is associated with the onset, and sometimes it's an accumulation of situations and circumstances and conflicts and things that happen, and you really can't pinpoint one specific cause. Mm -hmm. But the ability to address whatever it is at the core source level is a huge advantage over um, the suppression of symptoms, which is basically what the medical healthcare systems are doing. So let's talk about the basic principles that govern your work. Um, I think the three most important principles, were, which are also the principles that I discuss in my book, one is holism, meaning that the perception of the body is as of an, an, an integrative um, unit, and that is opposed to the way the medical uh, system sees the body, which is the Newtonian mechanistic approach that separates and views the body through specific systems and organs. So if you go to your cardiologist and complain about headaches or um, a urinary infection, the cardiologist just won't know what to do with that and will refer you to another specialist who whose expertise is the urinary system or thing, you know, a neurologist to try and figure out where the headaches are coming from. Mm-hmm. And and what holistic medicine is saying is that in order to understand the system, you have to understand it through the synergy and the relationships between the parts of the system and how they relate to each other and what's going on in that space of uh of the relationship. And not only that, but that the body is is basically a system of um, of information passing, and that there is um, a system that's passing the information through the entire system and coordinating everything, so that it is not only spiritually, but it's actually physically mm-hmm. a one unit. It's not many units that are just put in the same box. Right. It is one integrative unit. So that's the first principle. The second principle is the acknowledgement of the vital force, of, of the non-physical, non-tangible element um, that animates um, the physical body. And what that means is that the physical body in terms of cells, tissues, organs, without that spiritual um, aspect are nothing. They're just a pile of of stuff. Mm-hmm. They have no they have no life to them. And because it is the body's energy field that gives life to the physical, 
Therefore, all processes that go on in the physical originate in the energy field. So when we talk about core source, we are um, automatically talking about the body's energy field. And that's what determines the body's susceptibility and many other aspects that determine the development or not of of disease. Mm-hmm. And the third principle is is the principle of self-evolution, um, which which addresses evolution, um, or you could also say development, as the most basic tendency in nature. Uh, when you think about it, anything that doesn't develop basically dies, uh, and and therefore we 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 need to see that how that principle uh, manifests in the human entity. So on a very physical level, we see, you know, how people develop from from the egg and sperm and they become babies and then children and adults and into old age and there's a there's a process of change that's going on all the time in terms of physical appearance and function as well as emotional and mental maturity. But there's also uh the aspect of uh what what we call inner evolution meaning the development of of the of the person itself of the self which again lies in the energy field and how that is connected to the state of health that that the person is manifesting at any given time well it sounds that's really fascinating in in terms of just how you're approaching that the um holism and then the energy field the spiritual energy field and the personal evolution the what would be your next step if if someone comes to you with uh symptoms that are kind of all over the place all of the tests per se you know are coming back normal the blood tests look normal but they you know, they have um, stomach issues, they have um, bloated feeling, they have headaches, they have, you know, an, an assortment, um, shortness of breath, all these different unusual symptoms happening happening at one time. So how would you deal with someone that came to you with, with those types of um, issues going on? Well, to begin with, I treat physical symptoms as as a language. But it's a language that's communicating information from the energy field in physical form. Or as Dr. Hahnemann, who was the founder of, of homeopathy, said that, that the whole purpose of symptoms is to bring to our attention and allow us to, to know what's going on and what needs to be addressed, but not because the physical symptoms are the issue, but because of the information that they're communicating through physical form. So I apply a system of symbology which helps me to interpret physical symptoms in terms of, one, um, emotional conflicts, two, mental states that need to be addressed, and three, um, energy states that, that need to be addressed. So what I do is I create a timeline, a chronological timeline of all the symptoms. And then underneath that, I create another chronological timeline with the story that I'm deriving from the the physical symptoms. 
So I have a physical story, which includes, you know, all the medical background, the, they had blood pressure and they got meditation. And then they, they developed this, they had that, you know, you know what I mean? Just the, yes. the, the chronology of it. Mm-hmm. But then under that, I create a story which gives insight into what was going on on the inner realms that that were associated with the development of the symptoms and how the chronology of the physical symptoms actually reflect the chronology of what was going on in that person's life. And then we have to look at their attitudes and the way they dealt with what was going on because that's a major, major factor. Mm-hmm. Um, different people deal with things in different ways. It's, it's highly related to personality, but that all combines into this package of what was going on on the inside. And that guides me to what I need to address, what I need to help the person resolve in order to um, to heal. And clinical um, findings demonstrate that when people address the issues that are revealed in this way, um, not only is the body able to many times heal itself, but even in cases of, uh, you know, difficult diseases or severe diseases such as cancer and Mm -hmm. people are going through medical treatment, it actually enhances the medical treatment itself. Yes. I remember I remember one woman who came to me with re- recurring uh breast cancer and she just wasn't responding to the to the chemotherapy and at the time really didn't want to deal with the emotional issues <clears throat> and she decided to go through with the chemotherapy and see how it goes and as I said she just wasn't responding and about 6 weeks into the chemotherapy she came to me and she said well I guess I have no choice I'm going to try start addressing the emotional issues, and as soon as we started working, we started working. The chemotherapy started responding, or rather, her body started responding to the chemotherapy. So, you know, it's not only about um, people who have decided or or for whatever reason, not using medical treatment, but it uh-huh. is also important for people who are going through medical treatments. And it just enhances, supports, um, and makes the medical treatment more efficient. And what about the unresolved emotions? I mean, what about if someone is kind of like, you know, stuck in not knowing what their issues are, as you speak about as well? Oh, I help them do that. That That's, that really is my expertise is pinpointing exactly what needs to be resolved in order to start moving things in a different way in the body that is is mostly my job when it comes to resolving things then i can do very little without the person's cooperation mm-hmm. and willingness you know to walk the path with me and you know many times people really have to deal with with intense stuff as with things that they put off and you know tried every trick in the book to bypass and it just catches up with you eventually and i have had people who come to come to me and we go through the process of identifying what the issue is and then they turn around and say i 
I can't deal with that or I don't want to deal with that and that's their choice. Right. But the but the power that's embedded in choosing to deal with it is just so unbelievably uh powerful. Um that I I always feel bad when when people decide to give up, you know, mm-hmm. when you when you know you can help somebody and and they don't want to go through with it, but then there's so many who do decide to go through with it even though it is um it can be painful, it can be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But once you work through it, you're on the other side and the physical uh effect that that has is it's just unbelievable. Well, I always uh, believed in that myself, that right smack um, in the middle of pain is where the healing begins. Um, well, well, you know, I, I just want to uh, comment on that. The process doesn't necessarily need to be difficult. And I think that part of my job is to find the way to walk people through the process in as supportive an environment as possible and mm-hmm. with, you know, the best um support and 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 get them through it as easily as possible but there are cases when you know very painful issues come up and mm-hmm. even though i do everything in my power to make it as easy as possible sometimes you just have to you know face the tiger and right and walk through it and then you also mention the spiritual journey so how does that play into it well, to begin with, the anything to do with the uh, the body's energy field is spiritual by nature, just by not being tangible and and physical. And I do a very unique type of energy healing. Um, what I do is I access information from the energy field that's held in the anatomical structures of the body. And by accessing that information, which has to do a lot with the person's evolution and what needs to happen in order for the evolution, the evolutionary process to advance, but accessing the information activates, uh, awakens and activates the energy system in a way that pushes the energy system to complete old, unhealthy programs and awaken new, more resourceful programs. Wow. That's very, very powerful. How are are you working with people around the world or, or how do you, you know, deal with people in terms of treating them that are not physically within distance to you? Well I'm I'm able to do quite a lot of work on Skype. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very grateful to whoever developed Skype. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's amazing. At this it really point, is. I don't think I could live without it. Um, so that you know, that that's one possibility. And another possibility is that um, I'm very eager to to physically take my work um, to the U.S. and and to other countries. And so I'm very open to different types of collaboration to bring the workshops and give people the tools. And while I'm, while I, when I come for workshops, I, I usually offer private sessions as well, but Skype is a good solution. 
Well, that that's definitely good to know. And let me just uh, repeat your website where people can find out more information and get in touch with you. It's jjacobshealth.com. And um, I, I am just, I would love to have you here in the United States. I think it would be fabulous uh, to go to one of your workshops. And let's, since we you brought that up, let's talk about the Light Within workshops. And is that for a weekend or a week long or how does that work? Well, the way I have it set up at the moment, and it it is flexible because it can be structured in different ways, but the idea is to take through take people through basically a three intense day process so that during the time of the workshop, people not only get insights and practical tools, but actually go through an energy-based process where when they finish the workshop, their energy system is in a different place. And the reason that it needs to be so intense is in order to create strong enough an impact to start a shift in the energy system. So it's it's a three-day process. Uh, we, we go from about 9 o'clock in the morning till 6, 7 in the evening for three consecutive days. Um, and and people really shift. It, it's it's very powerful. It sounds very powerful. And I also want to mention your book again, Messages from the Soul, a Comprehensive Guide to the Three Main Principles of Holistic Healing. Again, they can um, uh, purchase that book at your website, Joan? They can purchase the book in an ebook format in the website and Great. for a printed version, um, you, it can be purchased on Amazon and Barnes and Noble. And now you also do remedies with box flower, the diagnostic system and remedies. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I I I use Doctor Botch's uh, system of di of diagnosis and also the remedies in. The, the processes that I do because they are extremely effective and allow me to give people support in between the sessions. Mm. Um, there's an energy effect there. There's an emotional effect there. There's an, a mental effect there. And there's also a psychological effect there in the sense that, you know, people have something physical to work with um, in between the sessions. Uh, I've been working with the Bufflowers for 25 years and I, I teach, uh, I train practitioners in the field. Uh, in fact, I've developed my, my own system of, of working with the remedies and taking them sort of to, to a higher level and applying them in a slightly different way than is accepted usually by the Bufflower Center in the UK. Uh, but yes, I, I love the remedies and I use them a lot myself and they, they've been very, good companions to me on my professional and personal journeys. Mm -hmm. I can't believe so much time has um, slipped by. We have uh, about two and a half minutes left. And so what's next for you in terms of, I know you want, you mentioned you wanted to come to, to the United States and start doing workshops around the world, but is there anything else you want to mention to the listeners? Well, I do have a new project on 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 the burner but um i think it's a bit premature to share mm -hmm. and it i i can say that it has to do with um 
bringing people really cutting edge healing information through media um not necessarily radio but but through media because i i really feel that it is so important to you know take that there's a lot of dis- public discussion about holistic healing and not all of it is focused or concrete or anything that people can actually mm-hmm. that anything that people can actually work with and i really I really think it's important to bring all that down to earth so that more people can really work with these principles and apply them and, you know, take it down from the spiritual jargon, you know, so people people can work with it in a in a in a more practical way. So I, I do have this new project and I will definitely share it when the time is right. Well, great. I hope you'll come back on the program. We really want to keep in touch with you. I think you're just extraordinary, and the work you're doing is so important to all of us on the planet. Uh, Please check out her website. It's jjacobshealth.com. It has been such an amazing joy to have you on the program, and I hope that, uh, like I mentioned, you will come back and keep us posted about all of your upcoming projects and, and how you're doing. You're your gift of awareness and insight is just incredible. And the fact that you're sharing it with the world is really extraordinary. And we wish you continued success. Well, thank you, Kathy. It really has been a pleasure to be on the show. And I I really appreciate uh, any opportunity to, to share the knowledge with as many people as possible. And, and you've, you've, you've supported me on that, and I really appreciate that. And you're, I plan you're beautiful. To, <laughs> thank you. I plan to support you a lot more. So, but we'll talk off the air. Um, I I just think you're extraordinary, and uh, we have to have you in this country. We need it so desperately. <laughs> okay. Okay. Thanks again. Sure. And I just want to mention, you can hang on uh, for the few seconds uh, with me, Joan. I just want to mention that uh, next week our subject is Falling Up, and it is the first documentary film by Stefan Litwinsvik, a brilliant young filmmaker, and it's about Johnny Pop, a homeless Vietnam veteran, and his eight-year journey from living on Skid Row as a crack addict to transformation. There is not a dry eye for anyone watching this movie, it is so inspiring. So I hope you'll tune in to meet uh, Johnny Pop himself is supposed to be here and the director, Stefan, really, really great individual. His film really should be used as a teaching tool for every social worker on the planet because it speaks to the potential in all of us. Thanks for taking this journey with me. This is Kathy Barrett sending you a virtual hug from behind the curtain. I'll be back next week and I hope you'll tune in. Peace, everybody.